Hey people, what's going on? Welcome back to the channel. I hope you're well and in good health. Okay, just a quick one really. So if you are new to the channel, just a quick reminder. Please do like, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. You can now also join our YouTube channel as a member and get access to loads of perks on there. Check out by clicking join. And do consider supporting us on Patreon. You can actually get, you know, videos, uh, if you can see them before others. Uh, and there's all sorts of uh, stuff out there in regards to cryptocurrency and business development and so on. Uh, okay, so let's check this article out today. I want to have a quick look at blockchain technology and just kind of like explore a little bit about what it is and how it works type of thing. Okay, so in this Cloudword article, we're looking at blockchain tech, which is supposed to be the future of payments, data storage and more. But in essence, you know, a lot of people don't know what blockchain is right now. So let's have a little delve into it, you know, how can it be used and, and what are some of the issues around it. So in recent times, you know, you can't have read more than a few articles on tech without coming across the term blockchain because uh, it has risen to popularity, uh, you know. So it's a technology that powers Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, for one. But uh, let's find out how it works. So according to this article, some of the key takeaways to understand blockchain are Blockchain is what it says on the tin. A chain of blocks with each block containing a small amount of data. The data in a block is immutable. It can't be tampered with in any way. This is great for informational security. Now, we are living in the age of technology and obviously internet data and so on. So cybersecurity threats are real. So blockchain is quite useful in that sense because the nodes and the, the blocks on there that contain the data digitally, you know, uh, they can't be messed about with, tampered with, like you said here. So that is good for cybersecurity uh, to protect that information. Okay, so blockchain is only new tech that has a lot of potential you know, uses, but for now it's almost exclusively used for cryptocurrencies. While blockchain could be groundbreaking, there are some serious issues with it that stand in the way of widespread adoption. Okay, so as with all heavy high technologies, a lot more to blockchain than you think at first. It's just the engine that made crypto possible. It's not just that engine, but it could also be using all kinds of projects, uh, works that are being undertaken in order to uh, secure and safeguard all the data. However, due to the way technology works these days, there are some you know potential negative sides to the proponents along, along this. So let's take a look at a bit more about blockchain. So blockchain is essentially a block, the piece of data like a transaction or a smart contract. The data in the block cannot be changed once it's created. And I guess that is the USP, the unique selling point in regards to blockchain. What is the difference between blockchain and cryptocurrencies? Uh, obviously this channel, we have a lot of cryptocurrency content uh, that we produced uh, dozens of videos out there. So cryptocurrency uh, is a medium of, uh, you know, storing value in terms of digitally uh, buying and selling on blockchains uh, in comparison to your traditional uh, banking and physical cash kind of deposits and transactions. So cryptocurrency, the digital currency is secured by cryptography. Blockchain is a technology that makes sure these tokens are secure. So you have tokens like Shiba Unicorn, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Ethereum is also a blockchain as well. 
Okay, so what is the longest running blockchain? The digital ledger that keeps track of Bitcoin is the longest running big blockchain. Okay, so some basics around blockchain tech. Blockchain technology, also known as distributed ledger technology, is pretty complicated concept, but in essence is a new kind of database. So we probably all used to having our data on, you know, some people use spreadsheets or whatever to store data, uh, you know, in the past, uh, and other kinds of specific uh, software tools that allow you to import data. But with the advent of uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain, you know, you can store data on these blocks. So in most cases, data stores in tables, master spreadsheets where a computer can find what it needs. If you need to find a transaction from a certain date, you feed your parameters to the computer and it goes and finds that data. Now, distributed ledger technology in comparison doesn't store data this way. As you can guess from the term, the way it works is much more akin to a ledger. So those tall books used by bookkeepers in a ledger, transactions are written down in chronological order, which is useful, and can usually only be retrieved the same way by going back to time and finding the transaction you need. So that's the secure element around it. Uh, blockchain takes this concept and runs with it. Each entry in its ledger is a so-called block, a unit of data. A block can be just about anything that's happened on a blockchain, a cryptocurrency transaction, uh, smart contracts. So a lot of people nowadays are building out smart contracts on blockchains uh, and you can name them uh, as you want. So these are usually quite small as well. So Bitcoin limits its blocks to one megabyte, for example. Okay, so block to block. Each time a block is written, it's sealed off and encrypted, right? That's the encryption element. So it can't be altered in any way. As a result, all data written to a blockchain is immutable and can't be changed or tampered with. Once again, USB here is the element of not being able to mess about with the blockchain once they've uh, had data inserted into them. And people can't change things, tamper things, alter things, you know, add, delete. So it's basically once it's there, it's there. This is what makes blockchain so attractive theoretically. Data can't be messed with after the fact. It adds a lot of security to whatever data is stored there. And that's good for cybersecurity elements. Right, that's a block part of the blockchain. The chain in this way in which data is stored, rather than place each block in a table like regular data, each block instead is attached to the next one creating a chain of blocks. Each block is a link in the chain and there's no theoretical limit to how long one can be. Okay, interesting. Now, this goes on to say, the reason why blocks are chained like this gets incredibly technical, but the short version is that it adds a layer of security. The link between blocks acts like a kind of seal that shows when a block was closed off, as well as adding an extra layer of encryption, right? So obviously encryption end-to-end -end is, is, is great. You'll see that on some of the messaging apps as well. Uh, it's slightly different format, but encryption is, is good for you know, privacy and so on, and also security. This is added guarantee that the block has not been tampered with in any way. Now, distributing data across these networks. Right, this method of skewing data isn't the only element blockchain has up its sleeve uh, and the kind of uh, positive side to it. Another key ingredient or you know, advantage is where blockchain data is stored, or rather where it isn't. Unlike traditional data, a blockchain isn't stored in a single place, but rather across a decentralized network. Keywords here, decentralized network. 
So anyway, each blockchain exists in several places at once. Uh, if you're familiar with the concept of syncing cloud storage, where one change in a file will instantly be reflected across all of the instances of that file, this is where the block comes back in, right? So since a block can't be altered after it's written, an attempt to do so would essentially alert other instances of the blockchain and prevent the chain from going through, which is the encryption and security element uh, to these blockchains. Now, blocks and the distributed database is basically what keeps a blockchain safe. For example, when you record a transaction, the data is locked away safely, while the blockchain network makes sure there isn't anything you know, suspicious going on there. Right, transparency and accountability, which are key elements, particularly uh, in the financial space. So, as a result, blockchain tech is highly transparent. Any transaction that has been made reflects across the entire blockchain network. So anybody who has access can see what's going on. Obviously, this is the transparency element to the use of blockchain. For example, Blockchain Explorer is one of many sites where you can see what's happening on the Bitcoin blockchain at any time uh, if you want to. Now, of course, not all blockchains let just anybody check. The Bitcoin network is an example of a public blockchain, but there are plenty of private blockchains also. Okay, however, the main difference is based on who has access, not the data available. Any participant can validate transaction, check on what's going on, and see everything that's happened with uh, specific blockchains. So, what can you use a blockchain ledger for? So, you know, with this type of technology, it's quite good for uh, variable industries that already use ledgers. And one kind of uh, element to this might be financial institutions who are looking at this tech uh, to keep track of data in a manner which is transparent for their customers, which will obviously create loyalty and trust, respect and better relationships. So there are plenty of other fields that can you know, use this kind of tech as well. For example, one um, entity wants to store uh, digital identities on a blockchain, making it so anybody can see exactly who you know they are and what they're up to. Blockchain has been proposed as a way to protect copyright. So, you know, for example, if you've got like a logo or something and you want to copyright it or if there's a specific uh, kind of uh, product that you have. Some promoters even claim it could improve government services like allowing voting via blockchain. So that could be useful in terms of uh, voter fraud or ID fraud, that kind of stuff. Or following the authorities' procurement process step by step against smart contracts, procurement to contracts, tenders, the government portals could use blockchain uh, in terms of transparency as well. And in each uh, of these elements, uh, putting data in the ledger could provide great security uh, for users whilst also adding transparency, uh, as we mentioned. Now, blockchain and cryptocurrency. If you want to see blockchain tech in practice, the only place to go is the wonderful world of crypto and its related Web3 applications, right? So Web3 is a new kind of thing happening right now in terms of the development and uh, evolution of the internet space. Uh, and obviously blockchain is a part of that. In fact, the two are conflated so often that they have nearly become synonyms. Okay, this isn't really surprising as crypto is how people have become acquainted with the blockchain. And so far, it's the only place uh, where we can see its full potential. Now, in fact, without blockchains, there's been no crypto. That's the power of blockchain. The idea of digital currency is far from new, but usually run into the same simple problem there was no way to prevent anybody from simply creating more of it. Uh, essentially, 
you know, imitating, copying, uh, and then increasing the volume. So plenty of projects came and went, but all eventually failed, simply because there was no good way to secure payments. Securing Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, so that's the famous Satoshi Nakamoto back in uh, 2007, his white paper, Bitcoin a P2P electronic cash system. Now in that document, uh, his kind of uh, whole idea laid out on how to do the blockchain tech could be used to secure uh, currency. And obviously that was through the medium of Bitcoin crypto. And it should be noted that Nakamoto isn't the inventor of blockchain, though, you know, just one of the first people to find a good, you know, good use for it, a good way to implement it. Uh, and, and obviously as a result, you've seen what happened to Bitcoin, started off with, you know, very small kind of value, all the way up to thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, and currently it's just somewhere around the 23k mark in terms of value. As a result, Bitcoin is often seen uh, as a kind of blueprint for blockchain, even though, you know, some of the things it does are unique to Bitcoin and not necessarily to all blockchains. And obviously Bitcoin mining is one of those. What we'll see in 2024 is halving of Bitcoin mining uh, as the number of Bitcoins available decrease because there's only a set amount. So that's that. And then it goes on to talk about Another example is the Ethereum blockchain, which is home for its own currency. Yes, I have uh, invested in Ethereum, and I know many people, other people have as well. So Ether also lets you host applications and execute smart contracts and much more. So where Bitcoin can, you know, prove that blockchain can work, and Ethereum really show the breadth of its potential. There are some downsides. So some of the news surrounding this tech, like blockchain systems, skewing data is positive. However, not all that glitters is gold, and there are some serious issues with blockchain that cast doubt on its viability. The least technical issue, but one that may be the most important one for many people, is where the line between transparency and evasion of privacy will be drawn. Blockchain makes data transparent, which in this case a cryptocurrency is very much a good thing. For example, it prevents people with ill intentions from duplicating coins at random or claiming payment never arrived. However, if you start using blockchain to stop personal details, like in some projects, uh, they might, you know, you know, whether we really want everybody to be able to access all data becomes questioned there in terms of um, ethics, you know, how much data do you want available? We've seen data breaches uh, across many of the social media platforms over the last few years. So while it may seem cool to have your driver's license stored online, not everybody wants that information, you know, has good intentions. So a transparent information source like the blockchain, you know, could cause issues around uh, security and access. So that's one of the worst case scenarios. And there might be others too. So, you know, when you make lots of data accessible in this manner, you do open it up to various elements, uh, such as, you know, cybersecurity issues, uh, identity theft, all this kind of stuff could occur. Okay. So yeah, uh, just to finish off, We've got here blockchain security issues, so there are concrete problems with the technology. A big issue is while the actual chain is secure, the points of access, passwords, and apps that interact with the blockchain, increasingly they may come under attack. Encryption and other tricks may protect against brute force attacks, but are not a match for social engineering and other things like phishing attacks and so on. Okay, so I hope you've uh, enjoyed this kind of uh, video today, delving into blockchain, Web3, and elements and issues around that. Uh, positive sides and also negative sides. Please do like, share, subscribe. 
support the channel by joining and also support us on Patreon, link in description. Okay, gladiators, let's make some guala.